<laughs> All right, so let's go ahead. People will catch up, and uh, they can go and watch the beginning of this. Uh, but let's go ahead. Today we're talking about multiplying your finances, question and answer. So earlier in the week, on Monday, I talked about the simplicity of biblical finances and explained those parts, what they are, where they go, what they do, and then uh, we talked about the one ingredient that was absolutely needed for multiplication, mm-hmm. which is grace. Yeah. We talked about that. And, we, and in context of that, covenant partnerships, a heartfelt covenant partnership. All right. And then yesterday we talked about how to multiply your finances. And today we're answering questions about all of that. And apparently yes. we've got a list. That's true. So let's jump in. I'm going to jump all around because they're really not in any sort of particular order. Um, Kelly asked, if you sell something and take a loss on it, so if you bought something for 100 and then you sold it back for 50 should you still tithe on the increase of it? thought that was a unique no, question. No, it's not increase. That's a, that's a loss. So, okay. Yeah, yeah it's, it's what you take out of the field. So, for example, if you had a field and you took nothing out of it, then you would only, you would only, uh, you would only tithe on what you took out of it that was increased. That is not what they have an increase. So if it cost a hundred dollars, you know, we're we're not farmers today, so it's a little bit different. And when they would plant seed, they might come in. You're talking about taking a thousand dollars worth of seed and then only bringing out, you know, five hundred dollars worth of seed in that way. So that's not an increase in that way. It wouldn't be $500 to even cover. That's a loss. The Lord is talking about increase there, not, not a loss in that way. So, of course, how often did that happen, that they, only, that they took out less than what their seed cost? Their seed is generally significantly lower. Yeah. That, that's an extreme case in farming. But in finances, sometimes you can see those in a bad investment or something like that. I don't consider that as much. Now, what the Lord could write on your heart is, Lord, <laughs> this was so much of a wash. I want to sow anyway yeah. because you know I lost some on that. I want to sow. I've had that before. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just giving you everything that yeah. came out of it. I've done that. I just purposed in my heart to do it. So, But that's a different thing. That's not a tithe. That's an offering. Would, would that be the same for like a car? Like I spent... Mm-hmm. $20,000 on a car, and then when I, by the time I sell it, it's worth $15,000. Because it depreciates over time. Yeah. And whatever. Well, or is it I just- would say maybe not because you got the use out of that car for however many years. So that wasn't necessarily, that was a depreciation, but it's also a use. But it wasn't so, an investment. Yeah, I mean, much. you paid that, that's right, you paid that money for that car, mm-hmm for a certain period of time, and you got the use out of it. Now, at the end, you're still getting something back. Mm-hmm. Uh, that could be considered increase. That's where you'll have to check the, with check your heart on that. Yeah. How that that's a great question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, and I yeah. think that's really yeah. overall, like, the heart of that is check your heart with che- what the Yeah, Lord it is. Says. The Lord will write that stuff on your heart. Make sure you follow it. You know, if, you, if I ever find my flesh going, oh, I don't really want to do that, I'm, I especially will do it then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, all right, just since you said that flesh, yeah. we're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's, that's the way I'll do it. And it's also, like, do we actually want to give to God? Is that in our heart, or is it in our heart to hoard, you know? Uh, and, of course, that hoarding and doing that, storing up for yourself, that's a covetous thing. Yeah. So you want to check your heart against that. Yeah. 
Perla just said, I've heard that it's good to have several streams of finances coming in. Yes. Is this a good thing to do in addition to my sewing? Um, as the Lord leads, remember, several. that's a great question. Several streams of finance is a worldly idea and its wisdom in the physical, but several streams of sewing needs to be led by God. Yeah. So it's not just looking for somewhere to plant in that way. It's purposing in your heart and then hearing from God. So if the Lord does it and he makes that covenant connection, then yes. Yeah. I mean, Nicole and I give to many people, but I said it just the other day after we were off uh, the air. I said that it was important, actually, to not just do that. I'd rather today, if I was starting out today and I was looking for who to sow to, um, because I see the covenant side of that, I would only give a, re, a recurring amount and go into a covenant partnership with people that I thought I was going to be in covenant relationship with that ministry uh, for the rest of my life. Other than that, I would give a, a one-time offering, maybe many times, mm -hmm. but it, they would all be one time as I feel led to give, mm -hmm. not an ongoing covenant partnership. Yeah. So I would say don't go into covenant partnerships just because you had a feeling. Mm -hmm. You sit down, you pray about that. You don't just do that. Yeah. So even when Nicole and I, when we partnered with KCM, um, we we actually, I mean, I could, it was so easy. It was right in front of me. I could have done it. I said, no, Nicole and I need to pray about this because I took that partnership seriously. Yeah. The more serious and the, the more heartfelt you take these things, the more honor and esteem is going yeah. to be in them. And so it's not just something, that doesn't mean that it takes you forever. Yeah. It just means that you honor it before you do it. You know, sometimes you could, you should and can do a covenant partnership in one night. You know, it's yeah. like, I know, I know what we need to do. But um, that needs to be in unity between husband and wife. Yeah. And it needs to be one of those things where you are in that, in a, in a covenant thinking, which covenant thinking is forever. It's a forever thinking, and so you don't just go mm -hmm. into that any other way. Yeah, and that I know for me that's been key because my heart is. I was talking with you about it after the broadcast yesterday. I hear messages on giving. I'm like, I want to give to everybody. Yeah. No more Christmas time. Yeah. Everybody gets seed, and yeah. I have been very. My flesh has been very quick to want to make partnerships, but you and Pastor Nicole and praise God, George have really stressed, no, this is a forever thing. So you treat it as yes. seriously as you would yeah. entering into a marriage, planting yourself I in a agree. church because yeah. it's, a, it's a forever yeah. connection. Yeah. And if God says it, he doesn't just break it. If it's covenant, mm -hmm. then it's a forever connection. And you should view it that way, that it's going to be that way. We fix your mic? It's pressing up against your shirt. So sorry. That's right. Um, <laughs> I don't think it was making much noise, but it probably would later. But um, So... Yeah, it, it's not something that you should just jump into. At the beginning, Nicole and I did that, and we just started, you know, covenant covenant partnership being with everybody. <laughs> and now I wish that that wasn't the case. I wish it was a little bit different. Yeah. But, um, I wish because there's some that I don't feel led to to stop, but I probably should. Yeah. And then and and it's one of those things that you have to. Just be mindful of. And we've so. had that, too. We, sure. we have that right yeah. now, actually. Yeah, and if God's leading you to stop it, stop it. But you and check we've that. done that. We've done that. But, yes, you check that. You don't just 
you know. Uh, like we came to you a year ago because yeah. the Lord, I believe, was talking to us about stopping it. And because you haven't told George and I to go ahead and cut it, like you've told us to pray and yeah. to wait, we haven't moved. And so we've stayed faithful with it. We're still believing yep. um, and letting the Lord continue to write it. But until there's confirmation of, yes, you heard right to stop, we're we're not stopping yes, that because right. it's covenant. Well, and Kevin said this. He said he was recently given $500 as a gift. He forgot to tithe from it. Can he now make up from that? Yeah, absolutely, and you should. That's an important thing because anytime I find that I've not tithed in a thing, man, I'll move to I'll move to fix that yeah. quick because that connects me uh, to all the promises in giving. And here, here's the other thing. This, this is something I, I don't think I said this, but man, is it a major point? Is if you don't tithe, you can't get into the multiplication. Yeah. If you don't tithe, put that in the comments. If you don't tithe, you can't get into God's multiplication system because without tithing, you never get to the offering. Yeah. Everything that you're giving is basically the tithe, mm-hmm. you know, um, and even if you're trying to give it as an offering, it doesn't count that way. Yep. You have to give the tithe first. If you haven't given the 10% of your increase, you're not over into offerings, and offerings is where it's multiplied. Yeah. It's not multiplied in tithing. Tithing opens up the opportunities, yeah. right? Put that in the comments. Tithing opens up the opportunities. That's good. Yeah. Offerings opens up the multiplication. So, Amen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, going back into some of the questions we got earlier, if you tithe off of your gross income and place funds in a retirement account, do you tithe again when it's time to remove the funds from that account? Okay, so you, you're tithing off of your original income, income, <laughs> and then you take that income and you place it in a retirement account. Now that retirement account, all you have to tithe off of is the increase of that retirement account. So when what I would say, we were talking about this the other day, is um, what I would say is this. When you take that money out, whatever is increased there, whatever was the initial investment or added investments that's already been tied off of, you don't have to tithe off of that. But anything over and above that that you take to yourself, that's increased. So let's say I put in $100 and over uh, multiple years it turns into 1000 I would owe the tithe on 900 of that. And so what I generally do will just... I would say I don't tithe on it until I pull it out of that retirement account. Mm-hmm. The only the only difference is think about this. Let's say that you have a hundred thousand dollars, or let's say you have a million dollars, and you have a hundred thousand dollars worth of tithe, and then some offering that you would give on that too, right? Um, and I think, and when you're when you're figuring up percentages, make first thing to do is to tithe. Second, second thing to do is to start raising your offering and believing God, purposing yeah. in your heart to raise the level of your offering and raise the level of your seed. So what I would shoot for is the first thing is tithe. Second thing, start giving regular offerings. And like a percentage level, it would be good to shoot for 5%. If you mm-hmm. can't do 5% in your budget, fine. Start with 1%. Yeah. Start with whatever. But your uh, first... Uh, Short goal is get to five percent, and then get your offering up to ten percent. Yeah, you know, get it up to get it up to that. You know, you don't have to do that tomorrow, but be believing God for that. So, 
you know, let's say you made a million dollars, you're in good financial place, you're, you're, you're at that place where you're trusting and you're in faith to give a tithe and an offering. Well, then, you know, you got a million dollars sitting in that account. That's $100,000 in tithe, $100,000 in what you would give as an offering, and 800000 for you. And But that's $200,000 that could be winning souls today. God says don't sit on it, you know. Don't sit on that in that way. Uh, let the 800 keep on, you know, making some interest for you or whatever, but you might want to pull that out early and, and spend it on winning souls. And uh, that's, you know, God doesn't look, God does not look favorably on letting things store up and sit. Yeah. There's multiple scriptures about that. And so now if it's only, you know, if it's only a little bit of money, then okay, fine. You know, but after a while, you don't want to just let it sit there when it could be winning souls now. And those people who who came to the Lord in the ministry could then be also winning souls. Yeah. So into the kingdom, that's the best investment that you can have. Uh, you have to understand this. Money in the kingdom is a better investment than money in a financial thing, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Okay, and why? Why is that? Because Jesus said in Mark ten that you will receive now in this time a hundredfold, and in the time to come when you sow for His name's sake and for the gospel's yeah. sake. So you not only get paid on earth, but for all eternity, you yeah. will have a return on that investment. Uh, so it, that's a big deal. Sowing into the kingdom is the, one of the best things you can do ever. So. Yeah. Do you want to read Kev's? Yeah. Uh, Kevin asked, uh, he's, well, he said what you're saying is interesting. He said, should you tithe off of your tax refund? And you can probably lump Prilla's in. If you tithe yeah. on the gross, not the net, would tithing from your income tax return be considered tithe sown twice? All right, I had the first question. Sorry, and you yeah. threw the second I'm one. I'm sorry. That answering the first question would answer. Yeah. Answer what the was question. okay? What was the first question again? Um, should you tithe off of your tax refund? That depends. That depends. The tax refund ultimately is money that you paid in, for the most part. And for the most part, right? There's unfortunately our tax system is screwy and stupid. But um, it, it's pastor has some feelings. <laughs> it, it is way too complicated and should not be that way. It it should be a tax on everything that you buy, and they'd actually make more money. Uh, but anyway, anyway. So the issue is all right. Let's not talk about the secondary item first. I'll talk about the first the first part in your taxes. And this is not, by the way, this is not financial advice. This is spiritual advice on how to approach your tithing and your offering. Um, this is for your for your benefit to take and make decisions. We're trying to give you what the Lord would say and what his heart would be on it, not what you need to do exactly with all of your investments and finances. But the Lord does have some things to say about that. So uh, one of the things that you need to see is this. Let's say that I'm a tither. Everything, if I'm a tither on the gross amount, if I'm a tither on the gross amount, then I've already tithed on what I would receive back in most scenarios, in, in most scenarios, okay? Let's say that I am a tither on the net amount, then everything that was in the, that I got a refund on, I haven't tithed yet. And so I would need to tithe on the refund. 
because that would be increase that I hadn't tithed on yet. Yeah. So that's that's one way to look at it. So see, when I tithe on the gross amount, I know I'm already covered. And when I get the refund, I don't have to tithe on that unless there's a third scenario. So people will receive like a child credit. Like uh, it was, it, it's changed several times the last few years. But if you have a child, you can have, you know, $3,000 a year, something like that, maybe 3500 a year until they're 17. And uh, I think that's what the number is. Well, that means that credit is literally given to you from the government. Now, there's a couple of ways to look at that. Okay, number one, it's given to me by the government. I already paid for it in previous taxes. And so I've already tied on that money, right? And I've received it. The only thing is, if you hadn't paid in that money and you're receiving over and above, that's an increase and you probably should tithe on that and, and what that is. But here's the other thing. You have some people that, hey, there's money to be made in, in having kids and or you just have several kids and it you're not putting in that much. Let's say you have five kids and it's $3,000. That's $15,000 a year. That's increase. That's money you didn't pay in. The government's giving you, that's increase. It definitely should be tied on. So. Amen. Yeah. Um, if you're allowed by your church to tithe online, do you pay your tithe as soon as you receive funds, or do you wait to bring it to your church the next time you have service? And in that same vein, <laughs> is there an extra blessing in bringing it in since you and Pastor Nicole in, in this church, for example, pray over the offering? Okay. Paul's on that. Kevin says, is it safer to tithe on both either way, um, on, on the income and on your tax refund? The issue is, I have a heart of sowing, have a heart of giving, no matter what you're doing. So a lot of times when we receive our tax refund, we've already tithed on it because we tithe on the gross. But when it comes in, one of the first things we do is say, Lord, what do you want us to give on mm -hmm. it? And so you can't tithe on something that you've already tithed on. If you give over and above the tithe, it's an offering now. Yeah. And so you move into the multiplication on it. So the, it's good to just have a heart of giving, Kevin. And anytime we have extra money come in, the first thing we do is, Lord, what do you want us to do with this? Mm -hmm. you know, what is this for? Yeah. And uh, we do that. All the time. You know, what is this for? What do you want us to do with it? Yeah. Well, all right. Now, ask that question again. If you're allowed by your church to tithe online, should you pay your tithe online as soon as the funds come in, or should you wait until the next time your church assembles together and bring the tithe physically into the storehouse? Because a lot of times, pastors, whomever, will pray over the offering. And is that, like, special to do Yeah, that well, and this gets into the same question that I, I addressed the other day about give every day, give every time you hear a message, which we had people respond to big time, which was mm -hmm. awesome. I just, that blessed me so much. I was like, man, people are listening. Yeah. <laughs> That's really good. So one of the things that you see is that um, the Word says to bring your tithe to the storehouse. So you bring it to the storehouse, okay? Um, in other words, you want it to be present. Uh, the, in, the, in the New Testament, we live by the law that's written on our heart. So we'll have a peace. So this is one of those areas, if the Lord convicts you, you don't give it on an app, you know, you bring it to the storehouse, mm -hmm. then you bring it to the storehouse. 
if the Lord uh, you know, doesn't convict you of that, and you're ultimately the money is the same, yeah. but how, your faith can be different. You can sear your conscience, and now you're not in faith in that giving. So you want to pay attention to what the Lord is writing on your heart. Um, so one of the things that will happen is people will, uh, you don't, the issue with not bringing it is you can disconnect your faith mm -hmm. from what you're doing. It just becomes, watch this, it just becomes a common transaction. Yeah. Just another transaction in my bill pace. Yeah. Yeah. You see what I mean? It, com it becomes just another transaction in our bill pace. And now I'm not esteeming it. I'm not honoring it, and so I'm not having expectation on it either, okay? So that is an issue, and I think that's pretty strong point, yeah. in my opinion. But, mm -hmm. but um, ultimately, if you have that, if you have that uh, figured out, and you have that in your heart, and you're good with it, and you're good with giving on the app and giving online, then do it. That's yeah. fine, you know? A lot of people are giving on the app today, but that doesn't mean that you should. And just because a lot of people are giving at the church, that doesn't mean necessarily that you should. The issue yeah. is that you esteem it and honor it properly. Mm. And that you have to make sure that you have it in your heart. So for me, we kind of have a blend of the two. My tithe automatically comes out first. Because one point is I want to bring it to the storehouse. Another person's point is I want to esteem it and give it as soon as I get it. If you're going to do that, then make sure that even as you give it, as soon as you give it, even as you're punching the button on your phone to get it in there, say, Lord, I thank you. This Remember the tithe in Deuteronomy was yeah. to teach us the fear of the Lord or the esteem of the Lord, right? So make sure that when you give it, you're, you are in esteem. You are applying that esteem from your spirit on that. Lord, I am esteeming this now. Yeah. You know, thank you for that. So I think like ours, our tithe is actually set up to go automatically. Mm. Ours is, right? But I do something that helps me connect to it. It would be good that every time uh, the tithe goes in, that I take time to thank him for who he is. And um, I, I think I'm going to focus, I'm personally going to focus on that more often than I have even. I'm going to focus on, Lord, thank you. So like every time a paycheck comes in, I already have it set up to automatically go out as quick as it can. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure that I take time to thank him for that yeah. increase. Uh, every time, but the other thing, moving to the offerings, uh, our you know the app actually is a very good way to give, and I actually wish more people would give by the app, but not if it takes them away from esteeming their right. offering. If it does that, I don't want them to give it. I'd rather them bring it physically in that way. Yeah. But what Nicole and I do is during the offering, I, I don't do it ahead of service. And I try not to do it after service. While the offering is happening, I will actually hit that in in my, in my app, and we'll give an offering every service that we're in unless the Lord specifically directs not to. But then I'll take that envelope, and, and I'll hold it. That envelope becomes like my point of contact. I just gave on the app, but that envelope represents, Lord, I'm giving this to you now. Yes. I'm releasing this in faith. And the envelope 
physically has nothing in it, but it represents what yeah. I just gave in the app. Yeah. And so I make sure to honor that every single time, yeah. and I put it in the offering in that way. So. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, we have, there are a couple more, but I know we need to wrap up in about, about four minutes. Ten minutes. Ten minutes? Yep. Okay, well, this will probably be the last one if we have more. Awesome. Kelly said, what are the best practices to make sure we're being godly stewards with our finances? And she gave an example. Uh, she just shared her testimony of how she got out of debt this year. Yeah. And the Lord did great things. She said, one thing that got us into debt was not having a budget. And not knowing where her finances were going, yeah, uh, she is concerned that it could happen again if they don't, if they were to not create a new budget. So, what are some good practices to ensure that we're being good stewards with our finances? Well, the first thing is the first thing to be a good steward is to tithe, and the second thing is to sow, to give offerings. Uh, that's the number one thing in our budget that we need to do. That is the number one thing. If you're not doing that. You won't be. You will not be being a good steward. I don't yeah. care what the world says, because God has already spoken on that. God's already said what needs to happen. So we need to be. Uh, we need to be obedient and willing to what He said. And the issue is, if we're not willing to look at what God said, then are we willing? We're yeah. not going to eat the good of the land if we're not willing. So God wants us to eat the good of the land. So He will do those things and show us those. He didn't give us the tithe for himself. He didn't give us the offering for himself. He's not on the earth spending money. You know, God's not physically here. God, God's not physically here spending money yeah. to go buy himself a car. You know, no, he uses people to build his kingdom. And But even, even the people in his kingdom, he could just give to them. He could just give to them. He could yeah. just create something and give it to them in that way. Um, you know, think about it. He could just grab a glob of, of molten gold and uh, and take it and out of the center of the earth and, and have an angel drop it in your backyard. That he could have that happen. That's not hard, you know. Um, so that's not hard for God. For us, it's a little bit difficult. But for God, it's not. It's not difficult, you know. And uh, so it's not the tithes and offerings really has to do with our heart and getting into God's system. It's not that God needs us; that we need it. Yeah. And so when we do that, it changes everything. I would absolutely have a budget. Uh, we actually have a link for that. I'll try to put that up. If you haven't seen this, you need to see it. And we will do a financial class in the new year. We were planning on doing it this year, but just didn't feel led to pull the trigger on it yet. But uh, let me, hopefully I have this, um, uh, hopefully I have this memorized correctly. Not too complicated. Well, let's see if it goes to the right place. Yep, there you go. So if you'll go and watch that, that will help you budget. And uh, if you fill it out and you actually want some help with that, uh, you can you can actually reach out to us and we'll help you with that. So that is bclife.org, BC, like Boomerang Church, bclife.org, and then it is slash budget. So bclife.org slash budget. Mm -hmm. Now let me get my. And that will help you have the budget that you need. Mm -hmm. And um, you really need to watch that, get a hold of that. I, we recorded that many years ago. Mm -hmm. So it, I would probably say some things differently today. Yeah. But uh, we're going to do a new class in the new year. Yeah. And uh, people need it. We've had a lot of requests for it. Amen. So, um, yeah. can, can I ask one more thing kind of yeah. in line with that? Uh, yeah. 
so like say there's someone um, who they've set up their budget and on their budget they ha obviously have the tithe they ha and they budget they have a budget for giving. Yeah. Um, what would you say to someone if they consistently go over budget for giving? You know, they got a revelation of giving and they're giving a lot and over and above, and that's kind that's kind of affected the rest of their budget. Would you would you, I obviously you know you want them to be led, but um, should they? What would you recommend for someone where that's kind of been? Where they've been over their budget consistently yeah, in giving. Um, well, the first thing you need to sit down with your pastor, you mm -hmm. know, and um, I think I think we've talked about it, but I know we've talked about it is a good pastor. Uh, most people most people mm -hmm. need to give more. Mm -hmm. That's not the issue. Yeah. But then you get into a good church and you start a, a marker of the love of God flowing is people start wanting to give. And you can see that biblically in Acts. Mm -hmm. You know, In Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 3, as soon as the Holy Spirit was moving in a reality, mm -hmm. uh, people started giving you know, on their own accord, yeah. being led by the Holy Ghost. That is, you know, for God so loved that he gave. It yeah. is a marker and a symptom of the love of God being poured out. It's a marker of a meeting. If a meeting has a, a low offerings coming in, generally the anointing's not very strong. You don't need to continue. If it's supernatural in the giving, that's generally a marker that you need to keep going. Yeah. You know, So um, that's just it, it. Why? Because when the anointing is flowing, then all of a sudden you're going to have people that are desiring to give. They're lining up with the heart of God. And, of course, God's wanting them to give not for him but for them. And so... Uh, but so it, most people need to give more. But when you get in a good church, you can get to the place like what you were saying yesterday. Like I want to give everything. Nobody's getting Christmas, but we're sowing into God, you know. And you can go overboard on that. And what you do is you actually get in the soul, you get in the flesh over it, and that's where you want to take the time to uh, confer with a pastor that knows what they're talking about. And what I was saying earlier is I've told you you're giving too much. You need to cut back on that, you know. Um, and so. A good pastor is going to say that, you know, and, and you need to get counseling on that. And don't, you know, God doesn't want you over giving, you know. I went, that was an issue I had too. I went to, um, I went to a, a guy that actually is very wealthy in the kingdom, I said, and a pastor. And I said, listen, I said, I just, every time I get so, I just want to give it. I just want to give it all away. But I know, mm -hmm. I know that, and I've done it, like, I don't have anything to show for it, and God wants me to have yeah. an overflow and an overflow in my storehouse as well. And, and, he, and he said, you have to understand that you're a part of his kingdom in that way too, and that there is a time to set some aside for yourself in that way. I'm not talking about storing up like the covetous man who had barns and barns and barns sitting there. There's a flow, yeah. but let there be an overflow and a remnant of that overflow a yeah. remnant of the overflow, uh, but there's still a flow. In other words, that remnant should keep on building, but so should the flow. You, you see, if 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 your remnant if your remnant starts you know out outflowing the flow, mm -hmm. if it increases above the flow, you probably got it me messed up. Yeah. Well, and one way that you've taught me how to check it, it obviously you're led. Like you've got to make sure it's the Holy yeah. Spirit. And there was 
we've done it right and done it wrong. There was a moment where we did it right, and the Lord was telling us to sow my entire income like for a long period of time. That was well above what our giving budget was. But the Lord said, do it. And that opened up the door for me to be here. Um, yes. Like the Lord yeah. provided for that. And we were never without that yeah. entire season. Like we had more than enough giving supernatural amounts. <laughs> it was amazing. It was. And then just this past year, the pastor yeah. gave the word of it's our year of increase. And George and I both were like, we're going to give big. And so we went back into that same mode of crazy giving, supernatural giving, yeah. emptying our bank accounts and there was not the provision <laughs> this time for it. So we reached out to you and yeah. we're like, I don't know what we did wrong. And so it was in that moment, just because it worked that way one time doesn't mean it's going to be the same yeah. way the second time without the Lord specifically you got to have leaving. a word. Yeah, you got to have a word from the Lord. You know, we live by every word. So is there another question? There's two more questions. Ask them both real quick. If your offerings are recurring and automatic, do you pray every time they are withdrawn or pray once a month for all of them? Um, I would say, so if you're giving on a regular basis, this is what I was saying about the daily offerings or once a month offerings. If you're giving, the issue with giving a daily offering is to make sure that you are esteeming every word, not just every now and then. There's something that happens subconsciously in that. Now, I will give like on this, I'm okay, I'm okay, because I've dealt with I've dealt with this issue on my heart. I'm okay if I was listening to this broadcast to give once a week or once a month. But I'm going to esteem that and I'll I will esteem everything that comes through that camera. I will esteem everything. But I've grown in that. I wasn't doing that at first. Now I've grown to that place and I'm esteeming it. I mean, I'm I'm esteeming it. So it's okay and I felt the leading of the Lord. I don't have any conviction to do it that way. However, I will still do that, especially on special words where it really connects with my spirit. I need that in my life. I'll do it then anyway, and and the regular thing yeah. as well. So that's a that's a very important thing. Now, um, so until you get to that place, I would definitely give on each one, and and it's good to probably do that anyway, and kind of see that and see yeah. the results of it, and feel what that feels like to put your faith out and to receive that word and, and uh, focus on that every day. That's probably good for everybody to do on a every, on a recurring basis, just to refresh in that. So that's the way I would I would do it. But it's okay to do it weekly or monthly, and the Lord does say. A store up this to bring it in the week, but they weren't having a broadcast every day, a word to esteem every day. Yeah. They were they were going you know once a week or whenever they had their their meetings in that way. So it's a little bit different today. So. Okay, and then the last one: Should your tithes and offerings be placed in a separate account since we return the tithe to God first, and you may have bills being withdrawn before your next church service? That is that is what. Nic- that is a good thing to do. It kind of keeps it separate for you. It keeps it uh, consecrated. I think that's a really good practice if you can do it. Uh, generally, what Nicole and I will do, uh, this is what I would probably recommend. Have one giving account. And every time you have increase, put the money in there and tithe out of that and everything else. And when you have offerings, so what we do is every single month, we put our, t- basically what, what we do, we put our tithes into that, and then we tithe out of that account, 
And then monthly, we put a certain amount of giving dollars to be dis- dispersed wherever it is we feel led to in that account every month. So at a minimum, this is going to be given each month. This is our normal offering. That's how I know each month what we're doing. But then in it, when we feel a special giving or offering, uh, I'll add more to it and send it out in that moment. So, But we that, that giving account basically uh, empties out each month. And if it doesn't empty out that month, then it'll it'll store up, and then there'll be a g- big gift to somebody, yeah. uh, you know, every three or four months or something. So that that giving account, unless the Lord tells me to save it up, it it pretty much gets given all the time. I, I don't I don't run out of opportunities to give. Amen. <laughs> there's we have plenty of places to give to where there's an anointing. So Amen. We hope that this blessed you. We answered a lot of questions quick. That's awesome. And we praise God for you. If you would like to sow today, you can go to giveww.org, and uh, you can give online, Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, uh, text to give. Uh, it, you, know, you can give the cryptocurrency. You can give one time or recurringly at giveww.org. You know what to do. Father, right now, we just praise you. We worship you. Lord, let every gift be blessed. Press down, shaking together, running over in Jesus' name. We thank you for it. We give you the glory for it. Lord, bring about testimony yeah. Yeah. in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Priscilla said a great Q&A. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, guys. Thank y'all, you, sir. We, did, we went so fast. Y'all spoke a lot. <laughs> Good job. Amen. Amen. Thanks for being here with me. Amen. And now we're going to hop over to Pastor's yes. uh, Zoom call with Pastor John Colbertson. We will share the link on the What's Right Facebook page as soon as we can. So yep. we'll see you in just a minute. Amen. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. Make sure to share the broadcast, especially this new link since we were having some technical issue- issues earlier. Be sure to share this broadcast, like this broadcast, and return to it later if you'd like. And you can continue watching other videos as well. But we'll see you tomorrow and for this broadcast, and then we'll be back tomorrow at 11.30. We love you. Bye-bye.